Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's happening. It actually happened. Fox and Disney. This is Marvel Movie News! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie I thought I'm like, did I was like, what? I was like what? I'm going to warn them, but they're still going to not know if I know that we're live. But <laughs> I, there's so much. I, I, we're finally here. After yeah. all the Mackie confirming we could ever dream of, it's yeah. happening. Yeah, no, it's uh, Disney and Fox and Marvel. It's and one it's, giant. It's, so we're going to talk is. about that. It's, it's a big one. We're going to leave that yeah. for the end. It's happening. Uh, it's going to be a lot of conversation. We're actually going to do call-ins. So at the end of the show, you can call 424-256-1633 and join us on that final conversation about the Disney Fox glory and madness. And I saw your tweets. We will do a fan cast of Fantastic Four. But first, <laughs> we are the Marvel Movie News. This is episode 161, and we are coming to you live from the Fox lot in Culver City, which is now <laughs> being leased by Disney. <laughs> we are here to tell you why you should be excited about all the news from all the studios, which is now one less major studio, as we are. Now, you can find us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News. You can subscribe to us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Popcorn Talk. You can find us through Popcorn Talk's website, PopcornTalkNetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the Popcorn Talk. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Marvel News Show. Follow us, like us, share us, talk about us. We like it. We have sensitive egos. We love to hear from you. And... If we hear from you during the show, during the live chat, asking you to join us, our live chat, Doom, no, Ant-Manthony, I said Doom because Fox, but Ant-Manthony's been at Marvel the whole time, Ant-Manthony in the booth will retweet you. I'm glad that the Fox family is joining us, though. I gotta That's say, true. That's I gotta true. say, I'm very curious to see whether Hugh Jackman will come back as Wolverine oh, or right. who will be casted as a new Wolverine, if that's even going to happen. I mm. just want my 90s X-Men. I just want the <laughs> 90s animated. Want I want, I want episode, season five of the uh, X-Men animated series to come back after a 15-year hiatus. That's what I want. <laughs> uh, so there is so much to discuss. We are obviously going to get to that near the end. But first... I'm Coy Jandro at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-R-U. I can't spell my own name. Joined as always <laughs> by the ever-effervescent Marquis McCarty. Uh, yes, and that's M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. And Ollie Dreamboat is in the building, but he doesn't feel good because he's got a, a case of the it's winter in L.A., but that means it's like 40 degrees chilly. Um, um, so send him your well wishes. He is sniffly. He's here, but uh, not joining us today because he's coughing. So... Mm-hmm. It happened, and it's going to be really hard to get through this stuff, but it is a show that I'm hosting with Marquia. So, what happened with Black Panther this week? Well, with Black <laughs> Panther. Uh, so, starting off, I mean, we have uh, Lupita Nyong'o, and she said that Black Panther is brave for an action film. I get exactly what she is saying about this. Okay, because when you... Uh, okay, I'll say the news part, but then I'll just say my part real quick. Please. Um what she's saying with this is because this is so iconic. It's, I mean, when you picture Wakanda, and I'm not sure if you've, you know, if you know Wakanda yet, and why not, please pick up a Black Panther book. Um, with Wakanda, it never had to go through 
um, uh, colonialism. Mm -hmm. So it is untouched by Western influences. So I guess the way to say it is that it's peak Africa, Hmm. you know? Uh, So there's that, but it's also the most high-tech society on planet Earth. Along with that, with having their... They have their own resources. So because of vibranium, they actually have no real need for, you know, relying on exports or imports. They really can exist by themselves. And that's one of the things that really goes with a culture. It's like an isolationist culture. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a type of xenophobia, actually, when you really come down to it. And they kind of have a basis for that. Because, oh, yeah, there's a lot of conversation. It's one of the ooh. plot lines in the comics. There's a lot of, like, that being a theme of Wakanda and Black Panther and culture. I think it's really an important aspect of the story. Yes, but absolutely. But with that, it's brave in the sense that it's... It really will be a whole new world, Mm -hmm. a whole new world for people to be a part of. And then people and something that I I read a couple of interviews with her and she says um, for her as an African who lives outside Africa and wrestles with the dichotomy of tradition and modern. um, uh, uh, Well, just modernism. uh, This is almost healing. So what she's really getting with that, it's kind of like when you go home and you have to recharge with your family Mm. and it's just that familiarity. Yes. But also that sense of belonging, like these are your people, this is where you belong. And being able to give that in a mainstream yeah. action movie, and it's not just an action movie. I mean, yeah, it was an action movie, but it's not just that. It's a political thriller. It's it's a tentpole. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the beginning of probably a trilogy. Oh, let's yeah. be honest. It's, Almost no way they don't go that direction. I know. I mean, they would really have to drop the ball, and I would still be like, uh, I'm buying 10 copies just to help you. And you know who they can bring in now? Namor. They can. Which they can we'll bring in Namor. Later. They can, I mean, for, oh, there's so many discussions. I mean, we, <laughs> they can Also, do there's do only wars. like five weeks between now and the movie coming. And five shows, I mean. There's only, because we're off for one, maybe two for Christmas, and yes. then when we're back, there's only a few left. So this will be one of the last runs until she has seen Black Panther to ah. have weeks and weeks and weeks of post-hype. Oh my god. But yeah, I mean, the news is breaking, we're getting forever. more quotes, we're getting more stuff. I mean, after every trailer, every standee, every picture, they've built this beautiful world for us to dive into, and it's so soon. It's so soon. And um, yeah, Lapita Nyong'o, she's, uh, she plays Nakia in the upcoming film, Um uh, in the comic books and, and probably in Black Panther too, she's a type of love interest for Black Panther, but in the comics it's more one-sided mm-hmm. uh, because of all of these. He's a king. He's a king of a country. Uh, there's a lot of unrequited love that goes on when you have a king. But yeah, but she says the little Kenyan child in me leap for joy because it's such an affirmation. What, colonial, what colonialism does is cause an identity crisis about one's own culture. And I, I'm just, I'm so interested in how they present Wakanda. It's, it's going to be a heck of a ride, Goy. Every time the trailer starts, every time we get those first sweeping visuals of Wakanda, every time there's the accent, like there's so many facets of this world they've built. And I keep describing it as a, it reminded me of Lord of the Rings because mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings made this elven culture feel so real that it felt like you could go there. And Wakanda feels like a place you can get on a plane and visit. It's going to feel so real that Disney will want to make a little Wakanda. Yes. Wakanda world at Disney. Wakanda world. In. I'll be like, you want to, you want to visit Listen, Wakanda? I'll be like, yes, I want to visit Wakanda. Marquia alone will keep that place alive. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. after February, I mean, I really think it's going to change the fabric of Marvel. And I really think it's an important film as she's saying. And I love the fact that they're discussing like the geopolitical ramifications before the movie even drops. So yes. I love exciting. the costume designer they have 
Ruthie Carter. Mm -hmm. uh, she really delved into African culture to make the Wakandan culture and the you know the costume design yeah. happen. I think that she's. I'm going to confirm it now. I think she's going to win an Oscar for it this time. I can see that. She's yeah. she's been twice nominated mm -hmm. for other things. I, I think Selma was one of them. Uh, and yeah, I think this is the one where she brings home that little golden. That little golden boy. We'll actually talk about Ruth Carter later on in this episode. But first, as much as we need to discuss Black Panther at the yes. offset, I am constantly defending Venom, so I will continue <laughs> to defend Venom, and I will do that with the help of Oscar winner Michelle Williams, because Oscar winner <laughs> Michelle Williams, if she's on a project, then it's gotta be great. Now, Michelle Williams has said... Finally releasing her first public statement, which finally actually confirms, because technically it's always rumor until someone makes a statement or shows up on set. Like, we haven't heard anything from Michelle Williams herself. Uh, she said, quote, we're having fun. We're having fun. For me, it's Tom. I just thought, well, that guy knows what he's doing. I'm just going to steal some of his moves, figure out what he knows. You know, you're only as good as the people you play with, and I really wanted to challenge myself with him as a partner. Tom Hardy as Venom is the reason that I am giving this all of the wiggle room. Like, not having Spider-Man as a Venom fan is sacrilege, but Tom Hardy is enough of a Tom Hardy that I'm like, you know what? And I love that Michelle Williams came out with a public statement being like, I'm here for Tom Hardy. So, I agree. Uh, I imagine the script's gotta be great to bring in these two titans of acting. She also said, I've done one other movie where I was asked to track a tennis ball with my eyes and pretend it was a giant creature thing, Williams says. Not my favorite thing in the world to do, but it is a skill set and I'm trying to learn it. So... This is obviously very different from many of the projects we know her from, from Blue Valentine or Brokeback Mountain or Manchester by the Sea. She is a, a thespian. She's a, an actress that does these amazing scenes with humans. So I imagine going from, uh, you know, locking eyes with Casey Affleck and dealing with real-life ramifications of actions to playing off a tennis ball and imagining it's a symbiote from space ah. is a different kind of acting. So I'm really curious to see how that translates. I know Tom Hardy's going to have somewhat more experience with the scope of this movie. So I'm excited to see her take on the character character and if they go she venom i doubt they will in the first movie maybe they'll have a nod to it like the, the symbiote leaves attached to her for a second and goes away in the comics that does happen but either way we're getting michelle williams as Anne weighing and that's a really exciting thing for venom fans and uh i'm really excited she's on board like what are your thoughts michelle williams oh uh, well i'm glad that they have her as she venom mm -hmm. you know i mean i'm glad that they're going that route with it she would definitely be able to give like the nuance that comes Is with being for... Anne. i mean and I, I wonder, I wonder how they're going to go with that arc with for yeah. her because they can go all the way when it comes to her. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, her getting shot and you know, be like, oh, I'll save you. Yeah, like that'd be an amazing part of the movie, like the yeah. drama of that scene. Yeah, where it's like you have the symbiote like covering her, and then that horror, she's been shot, and the yeah. symbiote is now fixing her in the way that it fixes people. And like the moment of total terror of something invading your mind while you're also getting up from a gunshot. Like we need Whoa. someone like Michelle Williams to play that kind of trauma. Oh, goosebumps. Yeah. That, be... that scene, that's going to be a heck of a scene. Yeah. And then her freaking out um, with just violent she venom. Mm -hmm. And we have the Ooh. option of doing that now, if not in this movie and the next one, or, you know, Sony's, yeah. Sony's investing so much in this shared spider verse that I'm, uh, uh that I'm sure this will be a, a, if this does well, we'll get more. And then with the casting of Michelle Williams, that could lead to other great potential movies. So I'm really excited. I love uh, that she is as excited to work with Tom Hardy. And I really think that Anne Wang is a great character to involve in this universe. So that was a smart move. Um, speaking of... Ruthie Carter, as we just were. Oh! Uh, the Silver and Black... <laughs> I jumped ahead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Silver and Black, the, uh, the Black Cat movie with mm -hmm. us... It's a weird move. Uh, I, I'm really not sure how it's going to go, but they're bringing in incredible talent to at least make sure these characters look great. Yeah. Silver Sable and Black Cat will at least look awesome. 
Uh, they brought yes. in Ruthie Carter to design the costumes. She worked on Malcolm X, Selma, Marshall, Do the Right Thing, Amistad. Uh, she's a mm-hmm. freaking beast. Um, and as you said, like this might Black Panther might be her Oscar win. She's yeah. nominated twice. Well, well, because like the the amount of creativity and innovation, and then just like culture awareness that mm-hmm. has to go into the outfits that she has made for Wakanda. Right. I mean, and just the respect that's shown, like in those, they're they're not costumes. Mm-hmm. They're uniforms. They're they work. They mm-hmm. work in that world, and they work in our you know. For our consciousness of what we believe, there doesn't have to be a lot of suspension of disbelief with that. Because it's like, yes, of course that's what they wear. In fact, I pictured that before she even came up with it. And you You have to feel like it's it's yours. It's your Black Panther. You have to feel Mm -hmm. like this is the character as you see it. And I think that having this very talented person working on something that could be bad, like Black Cat and Silver Sable, (laughs) if that isn't designed well, those costumes could look like 90s sci-fi costumes. Mm. So I, I really like that at least... Even if the script's not great, it'll look cool. Like, no matter what, we'll get something out of it. So. Yeah. Well, um, she's also worked with uh, Gina Price Bythewood before, mm-hmm. uh, the director. So I'm sure that they'll be, like, on the great same page. relationship, yeah. Yeah. And then um, uh, Gina Price, well, Price Bythewood. So Price Bythewood. Uh, Prince Bythewood. Oh, yeah. I think it's, yeah. Yeah, Prince Bythewood. Uh, she's... She said that it's going to be more of like a Thelma Louise type mm-hmm. kind of, you know, Which picture. I love, I love that movie. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know what? Because we don't have that. We don't. We don't. We don't. So, you know, off to the races. And, yeah. And, you know, they'll look good while they're doing it. I, I'm excited to hear about casting. I'm excited to shape it in my mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I know at least that the, the visuals of the costumes would be great. Because let's face it, Silver Sable is not an easy costume. It's a, <laughs> no, it's... she is a silver haired woman wearing silver. And you yeah. have to make that look believable in any way. Like, good luck. Yeah. And, and then uh, when you get into how Black Cat can look with things, it's yeah. just like. You know, she runs around a lot. Yeah, Where's she's an that action character. That's you know? not something that's... Yeah, she can't I, look like she's at Jumbo's Clown Room, which yeah, is that character. I'm I'm okay with them just reinventing those costumes. Oh, yeah. We know who these people are. Right. So, and they, we'll they've, made, they are. Uh, they've made Catwoman work-ish. I'd like them to go another step further and make it even more believable than the Catwomans we've had so far and have Black Cat be an actual tactical costume. Are you saying costume. something about Holly Berry's I'm saying Catwoman a lot about a lot of Catwomen. I'm with saying... All the... <laughs> I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer's my Catwoman. Let's be oh, real. it was... Uh, that was a very fun. That's Catwoman. like that costume that is is real uh, special. I I say Earth the Kit Catwoman, although she wasn't much of an action Catwoman. You know, she was more of a mastermind. She's a tantalizing she behind manipulator. the scenes. Yeah, she was pulling the strings like a cat plays with yarn. Yes, um, go Isma. Yes, once again, Emperor's New Groove, Disney property, the newest Marvel princes, Kronk and Cusco. <laughs> Super Kronk. It's all one. Um, now, New Mutants has released, while speaking of Fox and where that potentially could go, I really hope New Mutants, they have a planned trilogy, I really hope that Marvel keeps that going, because mm-hmm. New Mutants is shaping up to be a full-blown horror franchise, and that'd be nice to have that, like, flavor in the world. They released a teaser, which features Dr. Cecilia Reyes, as played by Alice Braga, uh, watching a series of monitors, so we have a shot of that. It's basically 12 seconds of pretty much this, we just grabbed a screenshot for you guys. But it's the first we've seen of Cecilia Reyes. Uh, and it also says, keep your friends close and your doctors closer. So, obviously the expression is keep your friends close and your enemies closer. So is this implying that she's a villain? Is she seen as a villain? Is she perceived as a friend and then there's a twist? Like, it could lead to a lot of things. But once again, Fox's marketing has been top-notch so far. So I'm curious as this envelops, uh, develops what they do with New Mutants being a horror movie. What do you think of the, the, the whole concept of it? Uh, yeah, well, it's definitely the right path for Demon Bear. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, now that they're doing this, I couldn't think of them doing it in any other way. Agreed. So 
And I mean, with Cecilia Reyes, I mean, I, I love that they're saying right off the bat, yeah, she's not their friend. Right. She isn't. And that's interesting because when you look at the comic book character, it's like she was just she was just a doctor trying to be a doctor, trying to do the right thing. And oh, great. She's a mutant. Yeah. Now I have to deal with this. It's like, no, I'm a doctor first. <laughs> like kind of like, I'm a doctor, damn it. Yes, exactly. This, yes. This. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... I like the whole trilogy thing with it, and I enjoy Cecilia Reyes in mm-hmm. comic books, but I would be okay if they ended up killing this character in the first movie. Oh, they might lose her, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I could see that happening for stakes. I could see where that goes. Like, I just, I really hope Marvel... character twists. Right. Something happens where she's she's like, oh, I need to defend this, and she, she can't... She herself. Yeah, she can't keep up her, well, bio shield mm-hmm. because she hasn't exercise with it she hasn't strengthened that power she strengthened the doctor shields but not that and then Mm -hmm. because of that that'd be her downfall i kind of like that kind of a feel well i think with them timing this with the way the timing worked out this will be coming out deadpool be coming out x-force all these movies that are already rolling it'd be kind of nice to build the world around x-men with these characters that way when we get our inevitable marvel x-men movie we've got some established characters Mm. so i'd love if like a couple of these new mutants pop in to the mansion and then go off. That way we're like, oh, I know them. Like, it feels familiar. Mm-hmm. And that'd be a great way to tie in mutants to a universe we're already experiencing so it doesn't feel so jarring. Because we're about to have, like, hundreds of characters that have, like, not been available to us. Yeah. So the, that'd be all, a... All of them. All like, of them. All of them. Everyone. Every... All of them. It's like, what? It's insane, like, the scope of what this can be. Yeah. It's pretty daunting. So I hope they, you know, sprinkle in some new mutants into our X-Men and maybe not as like team members, but just like I said, in the hallways. Uh, And speaking of all the characters, Infinity War. Uh, Marvel Studios has done a great job with the trailers. They've done a great job with not giving us too much information. And Kevin Feige is the master of saying a lot and nothing simultaneously. But we have a quote from him that says more than we've experienced about Infinity War to date. He said, quote, well, it's certainly the biggest movie we've ever made. It is still shooting. We've been shooting all year long and Josh Brolin is doing an amazing job of playing Thanos. You know, we've been teasing Thanos since the very first Avengers film. Remember the end of Avengers? The very end of the movie, he turns around in the chair and you realize bad is coming. We've been teasing him for years. And the trick is when you tease something for that long, you have to deliver. So within the first five minutes of Infinity War, people will understand why Thanos is the biggest and baddest villain in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's got a point. They've been <laughs> they've been teasing a sitting man for quite some time, and we've seen the escalation of the strength of our characters throughout these movies. Like, they just fought the god of death. So we've accelerated to a level where villains in the first Avengers might not seem as, as you know, powerful, so they have to make Thanos deliver. Somebody dies in the first five minutes, someone we love. Uh, you maybe want, Iron do, Man. Do you want to know what I think the first five yeah, minutes yeah. will be? I think that it's going to pick up where Thor Ragnarok left off, mm-hmm. and we're going to have Thanos like obliterating like most of the people on that ship. Yeah, like those poor refugees. Yeah, that just survived. Kind of a thing. And then that's when Loki's going to be like, hey, 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 stop, stop, stop! Look at the shiny thing. Look at the shiny uh, thing. Look at the tesseract. Yeah. You want this, right? Yeah. Go get it. <laughs> and that's the only thing that slows him down is the fetch. Yeah, and he's like good got what i wanted yeah and then and that saves them so loki gets a hero moment fan of, i like that yeah. yeah and it makes sense for like thor and the guardians in the trailer and all chronologically it absolutely makes sense and I, then he kills loki on his way out because yeah, everyone dies everyone dies <laughs> everyone dies I, yeah him just even admitting that because kevin feige does not often <laughs> tell any plot point the first five minutes we find out why he's the big bad it's it's may it's soon yeah we finally get this 22 film like crescendo like we're ramping up 
I so. know. And then, um, <laughs> as Jack says in the chat room, if Korg dies, we riot. <laughs> I we agree. We can't lose Korg. Can't... No, no, no. No. Korg and Meeks forever. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if Meeks dies. We've already almost lost Meeks once. We I can't know. lose Meeks. So, We're not losing Meeks again. Thanos, I think, and I really think Iron Man bites it uh, earlier than than other characters, because I, I think War Machine being in all those shots uh, of the team show, like, maybe he's, def- he's living in Tony's honor, and he's he becomes that that core iron person on the team and that shot in the trailer man it looks like he breaks his neck i don't know we'll see Ooh. either way everyone dies yeah yeah I'm, i keep on saying that and at this point i'm preparing myself more yeah. than i'm preparing other people saying it out loud so it hurts less yeah be like oh hey hey everyone dies ha <laughs> and then i get in there i'm like no there's i mean we've talked about it there's not a single joke in that trailer it's gonna be a brutal film to experience yeah Black Panther doesn't die though, so I'm just I'm I'm saying everyone dies. No, Kama, Black not Panther Black Panther. Was, he doesn't. He doesn't die. <laughs> he's got movies to make. He's got he's at least a trilogy. We talked yeah, about he, this. He gets knocked out, but he does he doesn't he, die. He's got this. She's gonna survive, guys. We got this. <laughs> uh, so Channing Tatum has Shay Tates. Shay Tates has been working on this Gambit movie for quite some time. There's been ups. There's been downs. It's been canceled. It's been revisited. It's been it's alive, and it has a shoot date. Officially, Gambit is shooting in March in new orleans and it has a very big budget the 155 million dollars what is a lot more than i expected for them wow that's like in the 90s the biggest budget of all time this is like 250 million when they made x-men was staggering 155 for a gambit solo film implies that it's quite the different movie than i thought they were making they're throwing a lot behind that i mean is it a last hurrah because fox and marvel is it like them just being like here go like what why do you think they threw that much money at it i think that maybe they're thinking they have their hands on another deadpool Mm. so they're trying to do what they would consider everything right yeah with be like you will want for nothing what you want to make that thing happen yeah. we'll make that thing happen you know because they're anticipating then getting a billion back right so what's 155 you know that's yeah. that's nothing but i'm wondering yikes. if this is their last one right because like i know x-force is in motion but they haven't started or even close to because deadpool mm-hmm. 2 is just now like in post right. so i wonder if gambit's the last one officially under the umbrella because it's going to take about a year they said to cross all the t's and dot the i's and the big mm-hmm. legal stuff but like that's so much money yeah, uh, they're they're expecting a really good. They're expecting at least triple that back. Yeah, bare well, minimum. That'll triple be that back. like three hundred million with uh, with advertising. Yeah, it, but I mean, I mean, double. after all the bills are paid, right. Still getting that back. <sighs> so much money. on top. Wow. So uh, that surprised me. Uh, the working title is apparently Forevermore, and um, once again, <laughs> yes, I, go go look go look Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, if you see look. Forevermore, keep an eye out for Channing Tatum uh, and Gore Verbinski, who I am a big fan of, is directing it. I just that's so much money, that's, guys. Yeah, like after a movie not reach- happening so many times, then to throw 155 million at it, like that's a lot. Yeah, I, I kind of want to like revisit that in like a you know a couple of weeks and be like did they add a five on there right because like the reason deadpool was such a roaring success was obviously the billion but also that it cost so little like it Mm. was it was an exponential profit margin this is not a movie like like you said like deadpool Mm. this originally was not a movie they expected to do well so it's weird that they're throwing so much money behind a movie that's been canceled and like revisited so many times yeah well and i guess also since you have gore verbinski on there i mean you don't you don't give him like hey here's 20 million for your movie no he's like I did the pirates. Movie. Did you know what I made? I made an action. <laughs> I made star a franchise. <laughs> yeah, and and hopefully that's what this becomes. But yeah. I, I mean, Morlocks. Uh, what what what's the scope of the story for Gambit that requires this much money? That's what I, I'm intrigued about. Maybe the heist element of it. I mean, yeah, they they put they bought the, Vegas. Yeah, 
Just they got to rent it for a week. They threw some money at Vegas. But like (laughs) maybe that because New Orleans has tax credits. So they're filming Mm -hmm. in New Orleans. That's like I just I I have a lot of questions. Yeah, I'd have to compare it to other heist movies. Like how much should Oceans take to make or not the the original Oceans as opposed to the last Oceans. Right. And then the one that they're doing now, you know, compare it with other things in the genre. I mean, but compare it to superhero movies. It's just like, what? Well, because like they, they, they don't need... In my opinion, Gambit doesn't need to be a $155 million movie. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that they trust it so much, but I don't know. Yeah. I guess when I pictured Gambit in my head, I kind of pictured it in the same color palette and grittiness that Logan was. Okay. And then, like, having his part or his Montague part yeah. um, be, you know, the lower, you know, rung of the ladder and then have the Capulet part be, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, you know, French aristocrat kind of right. you know, New Orleans some... type of thing. I just... That's a heck of a budget. You know who I'd put in here? The Hellfire Club. If you're going to play with the... Ooh, I like that. Because then you can play with the different elements of different, like, mm-hmm. sects of, of mutant kind. And, that would be uh, I always pictured it as, like, Logan Lucky meets uh, Mississippi Grind. Um, okay. So Mississippi Grind is a Ryan Reynolds card movie, and then Logan Lucky's a heist movie, so I kind of pictured those two things marrying together. But those are both, like, $30 million movies or less. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Let's find out. Yeah. I, uh, this is the most intriguing bit of Gambit news because the budget's, like, about five times more than I expected. <laughs> um, main stuff. Gwen Stacy, more and more seems to be the situation for Homecoming. There's audition videos surfacing. There's, um, basically it's seeming more and more like she is our next one. And that implies they're expanding the world, which they need to. And I really love the idea that she's a foreign exchange student. Like we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of this world building. I love that everything's not just in New York. I think one of the biggest follies of Amazing Spider-Man was they were like, every villain comes from one building, Oscorp, and we can go in the basement (laughs) and find your villains. To make it a world is great. It was like an advent calendar for villains. It was like you just be like, oh, I'm not going to go in order. I'm just going to do this one. (laughs) The rhinos on the 12th. (laughs) Like, yeah, it definitely felt like this plotted and that didn't work. Yeah. It's like, no, just don't don't have all of their costumes down there. Don't have all of them in one, you know, prison. Yeah. Like you walk by and be like, oh, remember this guy? You know who this is. It's like, no, that's not not the move. Yeah. Because, you know, let's let's be honest. There's extradition orders and. And these villains didn't just commit everything in New York. And it's like, they started somewhere. They always made fun of like Ravencroft and stuff. It's like putting all the villains in one basket. Like now it's in a building that's an office of like you, you mm-hmm. don't you don't have the Apple store have a villain as layer underneath it. Like I just but in this movie Hard it looks like <laughs> I don't know. Uh but it looks like they're building out in the world in this movie, and I think that's smart. I also love that everyone's staying young. I love that the movie's gonna feel like homecoming because that was such a good tone. It's such a different flavor. Um but as we discussed last week in building the Spider-Man universe, one of the smartest moves they've done is have this animated movie come out. And um, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller have started talking about Into Spider-Verse uh, while they're in the Brazil Comic-Con. Um, they said, quote, we wanted to make a story about Miles. And when they came to us, it seemed like an amazing opportunity to tell a different kind of Spider-Man story. The thing that's really exciting for us is the idea that anyone can be behind the mask. It seemed like a really great opportunity to subvert your expectations of what you thought a Spider-Man movie could be. On top of it, being able to do animation was a really exciting opportunity because no one's ever really made a superhero movie that has the look and feel of a comic book. So it's really cool double opportunity. I agree. The Spider-Sense mm-hmm. shots where it went full, like, Silver Age uh, pixel. I just, it was so pretty. Oh, it was. It was um, it was a different kind of animation than I expected for it, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't really good animation. I mean, it's not the kind that I'm used to, but it it's familiar. It's a familiar animation, but it's also, maybe it's not necessarily my animation so much as the animation for the people, like, standing next to me or, like, the people coming up behind. Mm-hmm. So... 
But for the actual like product itself and what they're doing with the universe, and they're saying that this is going to be a huge universe, but that it's Miles' story, I'm behind that. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, at this point with Spider-Man, then yeah, let's let's have let's all of, let's it. have all the other characters. Let's just do it. And the fact that he even has Peter Parker to have as a mentor type, which is the thing I've always like. Legacy for me is mm. so important. And with animation, you can do the legacy, but also have it be a Miles story. Yeah, like we can have a different I mean, Spider-Man. Marvel has been sleeping on its animation. I oh, feel yeah. so. Because you can do so much with other characters. It doesn't have to be a live-action movie. We can we can enjoy, like, an hour and a half animated. Oh, 100%. And a yeah. theatrical animated is a great market because you have less budget. You have a huge budget, but it can go different ways. Like, it can mm-hmm. shape differently. The 3D can work differently. The web-swinging looks like it's actually... You feel like you're web-swinging, and that's <laughs> so... And to me, the animation looks like uh, Kubo, and I really love the animation in Kubo. Ah. Um, so it has that stop-motion clay meets CGI feel, so... Um, it is definitely polarizing. Like, I, I enjoy the animation, mm-hmm. but I've talked to a lot of people that don't, and I think that's really bold. I like that they're going in a way that's different. Yeah, I like strong choices, mm-hmm. and they have definitely done that. Like Star us. Wars, strong choices, I really like. Oh, um, so I, All I the think... words you just said were right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Dude, oh, we'll talk Star Wars in another show. Um, but now that Marvel and Fox and everything else, Star Wars, um, mm. I think that it's smart what they're doing. I think using Miles is great. Um, and Miller said, I will say this is a Miles movie. He's the protagonist of the movie, but it's a large universe out there, and there's a lot of opportunities opportunities and the movie enjoys that to me that says 42 spider-man is totally possible <laughs> spider-verse is going to be huge and we're going to play with so much it's going to feel like that season or series finale the animated series when spider-man went through all those portals and he met like six arm spidey and like iron spidey and all that stuff and i hope we get spider gwen to be honest yeah you know what we can get now spider pig yes peter because porker it... the spectacular spider ham exactly we, we can because they oh, have Fox. If we get... Spider-Fig. I want Nick Offerman to play Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham. <laughs> you heard it here first. Ron Swanson as Peter Porker. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully um, Marvel's animation, especially since now it's, you know, got Disney's got everything. Yeah. Hopefully they flesh out their animation more because think about it. Like, uh, for, for instance, like Nebula and... Mm-hmm. Um, Gamora. Gamora, right? Yep. Oh, my words today. <laughs> Lots of yeah. content. Nebula and Gamora. Um, how about we have a coming of age story of the two of them? We don't have to do that live action. Right. We can do that as, you know, we can do that animated. Absolutely. You know, and have that whenever they get around to and it. And the Marvel Rising universe we talked about last week. Oh, yes, with, yes. with Miss Marvel and with Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and like all these characters, putting them in animation gives you great exposure to the characters without like a $500 million budget for, you know, like it, it gives you a lot of opportunity. And I do think that Marvel hasn't been using their characters in the animation world as well as they could. Yeah, I mean, DC has been killing, killing it. it. I mean, I love their animation, but mm-hmm. yeah, Marvel can definitely step up the game and learn from that. And I think they are. And I yeah. love the characters mm-hmm. they're choosing. I love that they're choosing Miles. I love that they're choosing Kamala Khan. So I, I'm, I'm yeah. excited. Mm-hmm. Um, now, before we talk DC Marvel, I've been teasing a thing that's happening today at 5 o'clock, and we haven't fully announced it yet. We are plus oh. mm. Adam and Roxy going to have an amalgam episode very special popcorn talk holiday special for you guys. We're going to talk DC. We're going to talk Marvel. We're going to talk movies. We're going to talk TV. We're going to have, do you remember the Star Wars Christmas special? <laughs> that, but for comic movies. I'm really excited to do it. I want to bridge this gap between DC and Marvel. I am so sick of this Bloods and Crips thing. We're not Capulets and Montagues. We are all comic fans. So we're teaming up with our DC associates and we're having a Christmas special for you guys today, five o'clock. So stick around, come back. Comment if you like it. If you want to see more from us with DC, mm-hmm. share it, tweet it, comment. Let us know what you guys think. That is the big special thing happening today. This is our last show of the year. Yes. So this the special is kind of to make up for last week because it's the 26th. So it can't be here. Yeah, sorry, I can't be here. 
So that is our but, big uh, big thing tonight. Are you excited? Yeah, yeah, super excited. And and then something with a yeah, join us at five for that. And also let us know like via social media and just like comments and the such how you feel about that because we have had conventions approach both of our shows mm-hmm. and we're thinking of taking like a an, an amalgam universe yeah, to, to those cons. So we're yeah, that's, she's D- got a great point. That's we're good... to be DC and Marvel. So, you know, we want to know what you think about that. Yeah. Because that's something that's possibly on the table. If you guys want us at your local con, if you want us at WonderCon, if you want us at uh, um, the big, just reach out to the con and us. Let us know and we'll try to all communicate. Yeah, like Imperial Valley Con just reached out. Yeah. And yeah, we're going to, you know, look into possibly doing that. So yeah. I'd love to meet more of you guys. So that'd yes. be a great opportunity. So yes. anyway, Amalgam Christmas special at five o'clock right here. Stay tuned. We'll be tweeting out the link as soon as this show's over. I'm really stoked because I love those DC folk and I can't wait to talk about Wonder Woman. Um, it's going to be amazing. Actually, real quick, just to add to that, I did uh, pin the uh, the tweet that contains uh, the link to that show on uh, Popcorn Talk Network's uh, oh, yeah. uh, Twitter. So go, nice. go, go, go to uh, Popcorn Talk Twitter and you can find the link pinned right at the top for you. Yes. Anthony running the game. He's in the <laughs> microverse right now making things happen. So... It's finally time, and to be honest, Matt Key wanted to be here because Matt Key confirmed it a long time ago, yeah. and that was the, uh, the I wanted to have him sit here for 42 minutes and then just rise up, uh, but Matt <laughs> couldn't make it. Uh, Matt's over at Geek and Sundry, doing awesome things. He misses you guys. I talk to him all the time about it, so he sends his love and his confirmation. Yes. Guys, Fox Marvel. Oof. It's it's real. It's happening. Uh, it is short of you know Congress or Senate or whoever decides monopolies can't exist, which could happen technically. Yeah, yeah. It's a major thing. There's some there's some antitrust issues. It's the biggest thing of our lifetime. Very huge. It's very huge. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, it, I'm such a mixed bag with this because on the one hand. We have everything. Right. We we have all the Marvel characters. You know. Well, not all the Marvel characters, but. Um, the, I, I shouldn't say the ones that matter. Spider-Man's um, <laughs> very important, but we're sharing him. He's being yeah, nice. Yeah, the, the ones that it seems like people are mostly interested in doing, like having this particular villain or like Doom mm-hmm. um, or having the, these particular characters interact with others, like X-Men interacting with Avengers and so on. So it's like we have everything. There's, yeah. there's, there's really not a whole lot of back and forth that has Because we have the Spider-Man in the everything. sense that is needed for Avengers to work. Now yeah. we have... I mean, we have, we have a working Surfer. relationship have, with that one. Yeah. So, yeah. It makes you wonder if Fox had had more of a working relationship with us... Uh, well, with us, with Disney and Marvel, then would it have gotten to this point? I also... Yeah, if they could have just had mm-hmm. a handshake deal. but it, And it's also mm-hmm. like they own two-thirds of Hulu now. They own... Yeah. Yeah. And Hulu's They railways. have controlling interests in Hulu. That's... Wow. Yeah. Because Fox had, what, 30%? Yep. And then Disney got Fox, and so now... So now it's 60. And, and that yes. also means that Netflix is and you know in jeopardy in a way, because now they have the, the other major competitor. There's a lot of other things besides comic stuff. I'm hyper-positive on all the comic stuff, and this is yeah. a hyper-positive show. So <laughs> I will personally be excited on this program about all the potential, all the excitement. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen as far as it being legal, but... Um, we also want to take some calls from you guys. So yeah. read that number out for Yeah, me? the number is 424-256-1633. And Aunt Anthony is going to put that up on the screen for us. But that's 
1633 for we're going to take some call-ins. So I want to know what you guys think. Uh, this now gives the opportunity to have my favorite uh, storylines come together. We can have the Spidey pool. We can have my favorite Deadpool, people often ask. Uh, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly, and it's Wolverine, Captain America, and Deadpool, and that's a thing now. You can <laughs> They're all one. It's just it's so magical. Um, yeah, I mean, think about it. Uh, all those crossover comics that we've read forever like since run- comics yeah like runaways they interact with wolverine they interact yeah. with spider-man and now yes they absolutely could i mean that's not even that's not even a thing anymore right all right oh, okay hey hey you've reached koi and Marquita. hello, hello. Hi. who's hi. going hi my name is uh, richard i'm from fayville north carolina how's it going man hey 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 just uh talking about this uh fox disney thing um mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, opportunities, uh, a lot of a lot of stories that can go on. Um, now we actually have the Illuminati all together. That um, is true. Oh yeah, that's a good point. And uh, one of my favorite stories that I want to see is uh, Kane the Conqueror come actually to full screen. Oh, I love that idea. Is that okay? So, Kang the Conqueror in uh, Illuminati. What's what's your third? I want to like when people call in. This is an idea. Uh, tell us your three things you want to see most. What's what's your third? Uh, third one, uh, Super Scroll. There you go. Now we actually have all the scrolls now. (laughs) There you go. And they haven't started filming Captain Marvel yet. Perfect timing. uh, just to throw a little, and just to throw a little thing, I know Marquis is excited about Black Panther, and you can actually have some more than Black Panther scenes right now. Yeah, yeah, I know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, we can have Storm and Black Panther um, meet each other, get married, um, and you said Illuminati. We can have uh, Necropolis. Yeah, you know, we can definitely have that. <laughs> we have everything. We have everything. Yeah. So, Yikes. dude, thanks so much for calling in. I hadn't even thought of a couple of those. It's it's all here. It's all real, and uh, we're gonna find out in the next ten years where it goes. Yeah. Happy holidays. Yep. Happy holidays, you guys. Awesome show, guys. Always watching. Awesome. Oh, Appreciate it, you. Richard. All right. Thanks, guys. See you, man. Right. Bye. Bye. So uh, they also came out with the very nervous Deadpool fans. And... Oh, that means we have another one. That was very exciting. <laughs> Do we have another call? Okay. Hey, you've reached Marquia and Coy. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes. Oh, Perfect. Oh, well, to? first time on the show. I'm glad to finally talk to you guys. Awesome. Um, I'm a little sick, but very happy about the Fox Disney merger. Okay. What do you got? How do you guys think they're going to reveal Molly's lineage in the Runaways now with the Fox Disney deal? Ooh. Do you think they've been holding back? That's a really good one. Ah, yeah, I like that, man. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. What was your What was your name? George. 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 Yeah, George. I, that's Good brilliant. One. Yeah, because Molly Hernandez, um, also known as Molly Hayes. Uh, yeah, wow. so they, m- mutant is no longer a, a, a bad pop. word. Yeah. <laughs> so they can, they can definitely do that. It's almost a shame that her parents were already killed off because you know that they were, you know, they had their mutant powers. Like right now, she's the only mutant that exists in that world. But they were killed off off screen, which means they weren't killed off. We could totally have them. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I know, but they had the, oh, oh, I see what you mean. Like, we don't, we don't, like, it's a comic show. Mm. So they could absolutely <laughs> have mutants be your parents now, which I had, hadn't put to, see, that's the beautiful thing about this deal. There's so many ramifications that literally affects everything we've had to the date. Like, yeah, I mean, I think and about, and especially, 
And especially with um, no spoilers given, but what happened in the last episode from last night, mm-hmm. there's the possibility there even more. Oh, and and they could exactly. have exactly season finale was mm-hmm. filmed, but by the time we get to the season premiere of season two, please, please give us season eight. I want just mm-hmm. like we could go so far. Yeah, and then think about it. Good point, George, because now mutants can exist in the world of runaways. So if, let's say, Molly winds up, you know, interacting with, let's say, a a family member from somewhere else, you know, they have that possibility as TV. They can bring somebody in. Then that person might have other mutants in their family. Or just like mutants just exist in that world at all. And then something that we... You know, since it's a slow roll that's been going at Runaways, but very nicely paced. Yeah, I'm I not agree. saying anything with that. But eventually they're going to have to get conflict. Right. You know, and then. Exactly. Exactly. They can have mutants that they get conflict against. Uh, I, little baby scoop, um, talking to Greg Sulkin about the finale. Uh, apparently the finale he describes as a full-blown feature. It feels like a movie. By the time Ooh. you get to the finale, everything's led to that moment. So he said the CGI is crazy. Behind the scenes is crazy. So uh, Greg says that everything leads to this one moment. So I think that's where we're going to get conflict right at the end that we've mm-hmm. going to have earned for nine episodes. And I really think season two, three beyond, we can have that. And now with, like you said, with mutants. Yeah. Ooh. Good call, George. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thanks, it. George. Happy holidays. Bye. So, uh, I mean, I didn't even think of the runaways ramifications. Mm-hmm. That's a great point, man. Because that's um, something that's right here with us right now. Yeah. You know, that just this entire deal changes probably everything that they had in mind for season two. 100%. Ooh. Let's yes. do one more. Yeah. Hello. Hello. You're on Marvel Movie News. Oh, sweet. Hi. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Hey, Who are we talking to? Uh, this is Kendrick from Louisiana. Kendrick, hey. Hi. Uh, so I, you're talking about the Fox Marvel uh, merger, and it's really exciting, obviously. Um, I'm really excited for Doctor Doom. I really think that he's the best Marvel character, uh, well, Marvel villain that the comics at least have, mm-hmm. at least for me. And uh, I'm really excited to you know see what they do with doom in the marvel mcu that's really exciting uh also house of m would be dope like a proper house (laughs) of m and then maybe you could do a retcon with scarlet witch making her a a legitimate mutant would be kind of cool yeah i don't know if that's possible uh about a year ago i did a i did a movie fight on screen junkies and i pitched the idea of at the end of some traumatic moment having uh scarlet witch just mutter mutants and yeah. and reverse house of emming us and so after all these she uses her literal powers to create this fox disney merger in canon which i would love so dearly which is awesome because it explodes out the universes with one word and the and like it and, exactly. and it'd be amazing because it would end a movie and we would know what that means and audiences that don't know the comics could be like what's that mean the top search turn will be (laughs) and all like just nerds reveling and like what like it could be a special moment so i think just one word mutants expanding and like being like fuck signed mutants like that's (laughs) that's everything yeah now would that do you think that would introduce them into the universe like they already have been there like would it change the universe completely in terms of timeline like would 
Storm already be married to Black Panther if that happened? I think it'd be a mistake to have uh, memory altering, like going full. I think it'd be too much retroactive continuity to deal with. I think having mm-hmm. mutants exist, like suddenly the X, what I would do is the X gene would be activated. Her power would cause X genes to be activated all around the world. And in the well, X genes being mm-hmm. activated, then we'd start to see mutants rise up and then we could do it in chronology with those characters. I kind of like it uh, from the aspect that they kind of have it like it's an alternate dimension that's just slightly out of phase Ooh, with cool. theirs. Like a and then, yeah, so then it just merges across, yeah. and it's like, um, like just think you have you will have a uh, Victor Von Doom. All of a sudden, he can interact with Luke Cage, and he's like, oh. "I've never heard of you before, dude. I've never heard of you. I've lived here." You know? <laughs> no, no, I just want to see Doom beat the hell out of. I mean, uh, Luke Cage beat the hell out of Doom. Yeah. For, uh, where he's like, <laughs> and he'd be like, you know what? I've, well, this is the first time I've met you, but I feel like you owe me $200. Yeah, there's so much like to, I like this phase. Yeah, I mean, M of House could be amazing. I really think that there's so much potential for that storyline. Um, yeah, dude, thank you yeah. so much for calling in. I think that's I think that's where we're going. And I, I love Doctor Doom because we've, we've talked about the villain problem on Marvel before. Marvel could have Kang and Doctor Doom. We have phase four villains out the wazoo now. There's yeah. so much potential. Mr. Sinister. I mean, yeah, we can absolutely. have all of that. Mm-hmm. And Doom Wars. All right, well, thank Black you, guys. Panther and Victor Von Doom. Thanks so yeah, much, thanks, man. Kendrick. All right. You guys have a good one. You too. Bye. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. All right. And Anthony, do we have one more? Okay, we'll do we'll do one more, but before we take another call, I want to mention that they came out and publicly said, Bob Iger said, Deadpool's staying rated R. Uh, a lot of people, myself included, were a little worried that they might, I don't think Deadpool 2 they could change, obviously, but I think that going forward, they might not have that option, but I, I know now that Bob Iger is aware of the profit margin, and like, they're going to keep X-Force R. They're going to, they know that that's a contingent in that universe, and I think it's really smart of Marvel to even maybe encourage more of that darkness in their giant umbrella to keep things fresh. Logan worked for a reason, mm-hmm. Deadpool worked for a reason, it's happening, we're keeping these things rated R that deserve to be. Don't make things that aren't, like, don't make your first X-Men movie rated R, they're kids, but like, the <laughs> things that belong right to art sounds like that's what we're getting yeah all right okay. la- last call um hello are you guys there yeah how you hello, doing man? hey oh hi um long time fan of the show first time actually interacting with you since i don't have a youtube account ah, uh-huh. well, chat. Um, welcome to phones i'm a fan of the uh, tv show side of marvel in particular agents of shield mm-hmm. how do you think that um this deal is going to affect those shows and the potential for those characters to cross over in the movies. Like, I believe Quake, for example, in the mm-hmm. comics, is biologically mutant. Wow. So I was wondering how that would affect her ability to potentially appear in movies before this deal. And you have our people missing Molly on Runaways. Right. Um, well, you know, I feel like we... Didn't we just have Quake show up in another property i feel like we just did i feel like quake's gonna be infinity war yeah um and we can easily have that now yeah and you know going on with um other things like a uh, was it the sword sword and shield yeah yep yeah yeah so we can do that and it can get really cosmic with Mm -hmm. shield i mean that would be a possibility but i also feel like shield has been doing what they've been doing so well that i don't know if they need more I mean, if they want to bring in more things, then yes. I mean, they can go full, full out terragenesis. They're already in with space. It. Yeah, full out terragenesis with it if they want to. But um, yeah, I, I feel like they've 
developed a really great world. They don't necessarily need more outside stuff. I mean, they can use, they can play with the toys if they want it. I feel like uh, introducing mutants that would live on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and not cross over would be the move for me because mm-hmm. I, uh, my two cents in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is I like it when it's not relying on chronology because there's a couple episodes of the first season where they're waiting for that reveal and like sometimes they have to pace out their release because of the movies. If they have these characters they can play with, stay uh, you know, so TV timing, TV filming works out. I think that's what I'd do personally. And I love the idea of Quake being announced as a mutant. Yeah, I think I, um, that's what I'm getting at with it. I kind of like it that it's kind of a little bit Adjacent. removed. Yes, yes. You know, we don't need everything super connected everywhere mm-hmm. because then that's going to get kind of messy. Like Colson works as a transfer because of the yeah. way they timed it. Yes. And I like that it's mainly, it feels like it's mainly human and mm-hmm. then there's supernatural aspects Elements. or mutant uh, mutant aspects to it. So I would I would like for it to stay at that tone, but then that's just me. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question. I mean, it seems like what S.H.I.E.L.D. has been doing as far as pulling random comic characters is, like I just said, pulling random comic characters and <laughs> never going to anywhere else. Like, we got Blackout during season one at one point. Mm-hmm. So I guess they just kind of have an expanded ability to do that now. So that's going to be cool to see as well. Thanks, guys. Absolutely, yeah. man. Thanks for calling Thanks in. For calling in. Happy holidays. See ya. See ya. Bye. Uh, now, a bunch of Twitter and Facebook, even a few Instagram, wanted me to fan cast some stuff. So I've, I've oh. got a few of them. Is there anything else you want to talk about Fox Marvel before I dive in? Uh, no, I guess I go for it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't have any uh, fan casting. I have characters that I definitely want to see. Ooh, that's good. For, so I'll fan you know. cast and then you mention. That's perfect. So I'll, okay. I'll dive in some fan casting. You mention the top characters you want to see so we can play with this new world we have. Oh, okay. So I did not have time to X-Men. There are far too many X-Men I love. It's literally hundreds of characters. Even when it went down to 52, I couldn't possibly cast 52. So I did the Fantastic Four and a couple X-Men because I felt like that's a more reasonable bite-sized chunk. It's Christmas. I I haven't had time. But uh, with X-Men, the three I want to see most are... You, if you know my stuff, I you, this is us is everything to me. This is us is is such a great show. I love it dearly. It's my therapy every week. Every Tuesday, I get a good cry. I want Sterling K. Brown as Charles Xavier so badly. I think Sterling oh. K. Brown has an intellect, a charm, a reservedness, a well spokenness, and innate like leadership quality. He and he's charismatic too. Yeah, he's a parent, but he's mm. also not like parenting like there's yeah. just something and i think he could lead young x-men like i just i want to see that you, man he's someone that you definitely follow right yeah sterling like, k brown's my xavier yeah like he would just like talk and you'd be like okay sure. you know everything because he seems so smart but also right. so giving yeah sterling k brown i think is a great xavier. that's a really good leader yeah it's a really good leader so i want, I want to see sterling k brown in like the hover yellow wheelchair like 90s style <laughs> like i want that so sterling k brown only did three x-men uh alexandra daddario as rogue to me, she looks like Rogue. Rogue. She has this innate, like, welcoming quality, which would be a fun, like, play off of the fact you can't touch Rogue. Rogue needs to be, like, this super welcoming, but you can't get close to her thing. Also, you could have, like, the darkness side. Like, I think Alexandra Dario, uh, she was in uh, True Detective. She was in Baywatch. She's a great actress that I would love to see do some superhero stuff. So I think she's my Rogue. And then everyone's obviously going to be talking about Wolverine. Mm. I think Wolverine, mm. now that Marvel, like... Fox respected Logan, which I love and appreciate. But eventually, five, ten years down the road, we're going to have another Wolverine. Thinking ahead, uh, I love Edgar Ramirez as... like uh, Edgar. So Tom Hardy is my, is my guy, but he's my... <laughs> Tom Hardy is my Wolverine, but it can't happen. 
right. Edgar Ramirez is this incredible actor that just evokes this like bub. Like he's got like a hairiness, a visceral animal quality. He always feels like he's like this caged beast. Uh, he was his biggest thing so far has been Point Break, so don't quote him on that. I'm sorry it happened. Uh, look up Edgar Ramirez. He looks like Wolverine. To me, he acts like Wolverine. I think he's my guy, and I'd love to have a guy we don't associate with a bunch of other parts. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Love that he's... This is a this is a chance to start. Well, not start new, mm-hmm. but have a completely different um, palette Agreed. of talent. Where for this, mm-hmm. where it's like we can because of all the genre and all the cross genre that they've done, like we can have something like okay, because like earlier before we, we were talking about Benedict Cumberbatch. This was before the show. We were right, talking right, about Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch, and he was like, "Oh, wasn't he like a doctor?" And I was like, "He seems like a doctor. He isn't right. a doctor. You know, he's Sherlock. He's he has calm, that. He has a doctor, but he's yeah, he's got that doctorness and mm-hmm. that like awkwardness, but that genius level awkwardness that absolutely." The can have uh and and it's like something like that is what i mean where it's yeah. like you have an actor that can convey that and could totally be a doctor but he can't ever be a doctor because he's, he's he's just too he's big. busy being better in a cover batch exactly um so, but so yeah something Edgar like Ramirez that. is, is a, he's the embodies it but we don't mm-hmm. know him as another character which i really like and right. he uh i also think that we need someone that hasn't been in the superhero world for someone as big as wolverine i I, guys i know sterling k brown's in black panther thank you for letting me know in the live chat but Mm -hmm. he's not going to be playing one of he's he deserves to be xavier he deserves to be one of these you can have multiple actors in the universe especially going forward but i think he deserves that chris evans yeah okay so he's been like let's not let's not say that people can't be right ryan reynolds was blade in blade as hannibal king to get deadpool and Mm -hmm. he was green lantern none of that really i want randall as sorry randall sterling k brown as something that's he i want to lead the x-men i think he can so i think that's a great choice i think that and then uh check out just Google Edgar Ramirez. He's Wolverine. Uh, and then quickly, the Fantastic Four. Uh, Joel Edgerton is the thing for me. I think Joel Edgerton is so commanding in every role he does. It's going to be just a voice, maybe some physical work. I think Joel Edgerton is a great actor. He's also my beast, by the way. If they do an older beast, Joel Edgerton. Um, Sue Storm. I either want Emily Blunt, because the Blunt train. Uh, she's smart. She comes across very well-spoken. She handles herself physically well. I want Invisible Woman to be a... An actual, real, to a fully know, fleshed out character. Yes, as opposed to just she's smart as Reed a, a and she has cool device. powers. Yeah, yeah. It's like watch Sicario and tell me that's not Sue Storm. You know what oh, I mean? Like, oh, okay. Or Keisha Sharp. Uh, Keisha Sharp is on uh, Lethal Weapon. She mm-hmm. is the matriarch of the house. Uh, Murtaugh answers to her. And this is a woman that is fierce and awesome and commanding and speaks well. And I, I, for me, these are scientists. They need to be able to speak well. That's a big thing for me. Um, yeah, I need to believe that you're a scientist. Like um, what uh, Alfred, uh, Alfre Wooder, mm-hmm. she is like, it's just like you're not a scientist. Right. It's like for, for real, because um, I feel like you can, you know, cure all the genetics everywhere. Right. When they speak, I'm like, I believe her science, whether there's no facts at all. Yeah, it's like she could read a laundry list of mm-hmm. things and I'd be like, yes, yes, that's exactly what I need to uh, cause osmosis for this cell. Yes, of course. <laughs> and Fantastic Four needs to be able to drop that jargon. That's what we've been mm-hmm. missing, I think, is the science side of the first family. I think the first family needs to be this crazy science adventure. Uh, and I also, also think be a family. Family's the key. Um, and then Human Torch, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but I think he's perfect. I want a showboat. I want someone charming. I want someone stupidly handsome. I want Zac Efron. I think Zac Efron <laughs> is Human Torch. My dream cast for Zac Efron, I mean, for for Human Torch was Paul Walker. 
I think Paul Walker was born to play Human Torch. Unfortunately, that can't happen. I yeah. love Paul Walker. But I think Zac Efron, I, yeah, I see the nose. I see you. Uh, I think he's perfect. I think he's got to be that guy. And I also think, uh, final ones, uh, Reed Richards, either Billy Crudup or if they go younger, Dave Patel. Uh, Dave Patel handles the dialogue, oh, right? yeah. Like Dave Patel, Dave Patel. in Sorkin things, he has that wit. He's hmm. got that speech. Uh, Billy Crudup always seems smart. Even in interviews, you're like, this guy's brainy. <laughs> um, Dr. Doom, I got four. John Hamm, Rufus Sewell, Benjamin Bratt, Javier Bardem. Ooh, I like Benjamin Bratt. They all, like, they all have, like, a yeah, handsomeness have and then yeah. the malice. I want handsome malice. Handsome malice. That's the perfect <laughs> perfect tagline for Dr. Doom. Handsome malice. <laughs> uh, Namor, Daniel Day Kim. I've said it before. I want Namor in the Fantastic Four movie. Uh, Daniel Day Kim is my. And then a startup warm-up villain, Danny DeVito is Mole Man. Danny DeVito? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so that is my crazy fan cast uh, that I put together this morning for you guys with this show. I'm very excited. And yeah. who do you want? Uh, well, oof, there's a lot of stuff. Um, so for Namor, I, and I actually tweeted this, I'll, I'll retweet it because I, I actually had like different people and be like, Hey, you know, this would really work in different ways. And yes, of course, Daniel Day Kim was yes. on there. And so was, um, Oh, what was his name? Byung Lee. He was in uh, the Magnificent Seven. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He was Billy. Yeah. Yeah. He was also uh, the Terminator in... What was that? The, the last Terminator movie. Yeah. The one, the one that had um, Daenerys. One of those Terminators. <laughs> I'm just calling people by their, their, their character names. Yeah. Um, but then I, I had a couple more people with that one with uh, Namor. But uh, some others. Mm-hmm. I want She-Hulk to exist. Oh, I'd love I want that. her to exist. She's just, she's really awesome. I don't know who I want to play her right now. And um, because I haven't had a, I haven't had yeah. a chance to think about it. But yeah, I want She-Hulk. I want Husk. Oh, that'd yeah. Be, that'd be great. Let's get some new. Yep. Um, M. Let's, you oh, know, yeah. put M in there. Uh, and, and obviously Storm. I mean, obviously Storm. Did you guys know that Marquia likes Storm? Did you know? Did you guess? Do you think this character <laughs> needs her time in the sun? Yes. God, yes. Um, I like more time with Shuri, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah. And then, and then like just going into the whole Black Panther thing um, with World of Wakanda, um, that's um, Roxanne Gray, I believe is the one that wrote that. And it goes into Midnight Angels and it has... Um, Ao and Anika, mm-hmm. and they're like um, OTP. Um, yeah, they're that. That's a, that's a really good story. That's a really good story to go. <laughs> Read it. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I have my stories. I'm into like K drama and, yeah. and everything right now. And yeah, World of Wakanda. Love that. So I'd want for that to happen too. But should we do? Yeah, some let's do some. I so uh, real quick. other than yelling at me about Zac Efron, please uh, let myself <laughs> and Marquia know what characters you want in this universe now that it's happening. What storylines you'd love to see? What things we can retroactively have? And which fan casting you guys want? Because I love reading them. So yeah. loyal Marvelites. Uh, we have uh, Exoskull at X O L O Skull. Entre Human at Entre Human. Shane Pickett at DadRad4. Charles Lee at GoofyFan underscore Chuck. G at Simple Texas Man. Mickey Pedrosa at M Pedrosa. Ricky Alsace at Vegito247. Robert Moran at Bobby Moran 9141. Clay Stoner Hole at uh, Kala Live. Kali Live. Uh, and Tao Den at Tao Den19. And so we have. We have some uh, birthday shout outs. Yep. So we have Crystal B um, at Crist LB. Can I get a sexy B day shout out for me and my granddad? His B day is Tuesday and mine is Wednesday. So I'm going to trust that she is uh, over 18 years of age here. <laughs> good, good. Let's trust that. So we're, we're going to trust that. Do we have um, any uh, sexy Christmas music? I believe that we do since this is the sexy birthday holiday. <laughs> hey. Just in case you're not over 18. 
I'll love and respect you. Because there's nothing sexier than that. And I think Go your granddad. I, you want to know how wet I am? I don't know what a beep sounds like. So I oh. think that you and your granddad having the same week of birthday is the cutest thing in the world. It and is. I think that celebrating with your grandparents is so important. And I think that nothing is sexier than loving and respecting your nothing elders. Nothing is sexier than family so love. So keep baby. loving and respecting and sharing and embodying that family ness. And we appreciate you. Happy birthday. To you and granddad. <laughs> so, uh, then we have or do you get distracted by my lack of beat to such a level? I can feel it <laughs> on the other side. Being like, does he think that's how music works? And I'm like, I do. I do think that's how music. <laughs> I was literally about to reach over and be like, and to to put your fingers that's on when, beat. That's be like, when, here we go. That's here when. we go. Like, there we go. <laughs> I literally don't dance for that reason. I just stand on walls and go. That looks fun. I love it. Um, Anthony Lee at awesome underscore AJ Lee. Been listening for two years. Love the show. My birthday is December 26th. We'll be turning the big 30. Can I get a birthday shout out? Heck yeah, Anthony. Happy birthday. Oh my God. The big 30. 30's coming. That's great. Um, uh, Your life is awesome. And uh, 30 is just a number. <laughs> You've accomplished so much. And you've been watching us since 28, and we appreciate that. Yes, two yes. two years of viewership, we appreciate it. So I'm glad we can finish out your late 20s, going into your 30s with much zeal and fervor. Yes, and December 26th. Oh, yeah. Christmas, baby. Happy birthday, Christmas. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's it for that. Yeah, and I think we covered a lot of these uh, fan questions. So I did uh, yeah. uh, fan casting. We talked runaways. We talked. So we, we covered the fan questions. Thank you, Ashley Houchin, Sean Taylor, Allen, and Goofy Fan Chuck for sending those in. And you guys, we're doing another show later. This is a special Christmas day. So if you'd like to talk to us more, if you'd like to do any of that, tweet us in between now and five, and join us back at mm. five. We'll both be here for a second show, yes. along with DC movie news. I'm excited to like like Roxy and Adam. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, it's just gonna be a big old nerd out. It's gonna be great. Great. Holiday really nerd good. out. Holiday nerd out. Holiday I'm really excited out. to share all that glory with you guys. The link is on Popcorn Talk, and I'll tweet it out. And where can they find me on the internet? Uh, yes, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Markeia McCarty. That's M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. Uh, most of my streams have already uh, wrapped up for the year. So, I mean, I guess I'll just see you in the new year then. So, yeah, interact with me on social media. Let's nerd out that way. Yes, and you can find me at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm also wrapping up for the year, but I'm around on the internets, and I love doing this show for you guys, so we'll both see you in January, Mm. and I appreciate you. Have a great Christmas. Hug your family. Tell them how great they are, because they're great, and I'll see you guys soon. Yeah, happy holidays. Happy holidays. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed here are those of the host's only, do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners and principals.